0: Welcome to Authors and Chains, by writers for writers, hosted by J.R. Ryu, Rob Davies, Glacia Kronk, and Ray Bailey. Welcome to session 19 of Authors and Chains. Today we talk about genre straddling. So tune in and check it out.
1: Something that's definitely kind of close to my heart is like the the Venn diagram that is uh, genre designation. So, in in my experience, my stuff. <laughs> so, I'm I'm selfie, right? And so, you go into KDP, and as you're entering all of your information, they ask you, you know, where do you want this thing shelved, basically and it's these little nested drop down menus of genres and it's like pick one and it goes down and goes down and you're supposed to be able to find some perfect place to be able to to put your book and so the,
0: the sweet spot
1: the sweet spot yes the sweet, yeah, spot. the sweet spot. <laughs> yeah. You
0: gotta have the sweet spot. You That's do. Well.
1: You have to be able to find it. Otherwise, the quality of experience just isn't there.
0: <laughs> well, you know, I mean, that, so that didn't, take <laughs> <We're already laughs> didn't take long. We're already sinking. Oh, no, no because <laughs> I am double entendre boy. No. Go ahead. Right. we're not All
1: gonna. right. We're, we're not gonna sink yet. We just dipped our toe in and we're gonna All continue, right? right. So, we're not so sink. oh. So for, for mine, right. I write, I write like parathrillers, you know, I have, I have a psychic protagonist, but it deals with crime. There is an element of romance, but it's not really romance. It's sort of a suspense. It's sort of a thriller. It's kind of paranormal. It could maybe be classified as erotica if you were really inventive and open-minded about it. Um, But like, to put it in any one category is going to be misleading to a certain readership, right? So if I put it in, you know, a paranormal thriller, somebody who's expecting a thriller is going to read this thing and be like, it's really kind of more mysterious if I put it in paranormal suspense, somebody's going to be like, this shit is kind of scary. This is not what I was looking for. If I put it in romance, they're like, well, that's sort of a secondary topic to the whole thing. You know, that's, that's, that's not really the main plot that, you know, the relationship of the whole thing. And ultimately it's because the focus of, of the books that I write is the protagonist and the shit that goes on, you know, around her. I mean, we're talking about Venn diagrams of, of genres the books that i write are sort of a venn diagram of my protagonist. and so that's the that's right. the problem. so beyond that <laughs> you get into that whole nested genre thing and whether or not that's even a good idea, right? you know, i mean it's no longer is there just the the section of the bookstore that is mystery and the section that is romance and the section that is fantasy you have everything you know within the internet the internet has created this ability to sort of create subgenres and microgenres past that so like for me i'm in i'm in suspense but then under that i'm in para and then under that i'm in psychic
0: and so is that more of like a specialty is that is still genre straddling but is that more like a specialty i guess yeah. category we call it
1: I think that it's it's kind of a sidebar to that, right? So, like, okay. I think it the the question there is is you know is that sort of specificity a benefit or a detriment? You know, I mean, does that make it easier for your for you know the small group of readers who want exactly that to find your stuff, or does it make it more difficult for more open minded readers to find things of yours that they may not have found? You know before
2: is it a handicap or, or who has the burden here this is what I've wondered since because I, I noticed when we when you first leaped into this world I wondered about that about how you handle marketing and the entire process Ray and I are, are a lot centered a lot more centered in our genre and it's, yes. it's easy to find us there, and we don't wander much. Yeah, I yeah. took a little, I took a little diversion with Seventh Life because I felt like writing that book, and it was okay. it was paranormal romance, and I got that ya-ya out of the way. But it, but what you just said is an interesting thing. The internet has obliged this. It it allows. So many options within a, a genre, the pull downs, and and talk about straddling—that's imposed on you. It's imposed on all of us, and it makes me wonder: uh, Is it up to us to to try to? I'm not sure that we have a choice in this. A reader is—are they looking at this? I want to see 16 different layers. Whatever happened to? uh any one of the of the genre you just talked about you work in you can say it's a thriller because it is you can say it's paranormal because it is. Is that not good enough anymore? That's my question how far are we supposed to go well, to refine our description it, it right. goes down
0: the it goes down the rabbit hole. I mean look at Amazon yeah. you can go four or five deep yeah and the, Amazon's pull the okay. standard yeah it' yeah, a so, down. Amazon. So, don't we
2: have any opportunity to fight back against that and tell Amazon to take a flying fuck at a rolling donut? Because I'm tired of being obliged to this kind of stuff, and it's it's irritating. Because if a reader, I don't know about you guys, and and when we're in sci-fi land, Ray, people know what they're right. getting. It's science fiction. It's a space adventure, yeah. space opera thing. It's not difficult. For Glacy, it's another matter again. It was when I went off off the the reservation to go screw around with Seventh Life and I got hammered for it because it set up an expectation in some readers' minds that uh, from the description, which I thought was enough to to straddle effectively, but when they got there, some of them went, well, this is not at all what I was expecting. Mm -hmm. Okay, your expectations are, are, I'm not writing this book to your expectations, I'm writing the book, it is what it is. Where, what's our responsibility as authors to, to try to do we make it clearer in a blurb? What is our what are our options?
1: Well, I mean, I think I think from that, I mean, there's there's two different things there, right? I mean, like your responsibility to the story is simply to write it. Once it is written, you know, I mean you, if you are accepting the fact that you are going to write outside of what your readership considers to be your genre, if you're willing to accept that, then you know. I mean, you can write the story however the fuck you want. You have absolutely no responsibility to readers anywhere for anything, in my opinion. Um, as long mm-hmm. as you're producing something that, as long as you're producing something that is technically proficient, you know, and it's not a piece of shit, then that's that's the extent of your responsibility there. Now, once it's produced, um, you you do have a responsibility to to yourself. Uh, to, you know, if you want to actually sell books, to, to make it so that yeah. it is easy to find for the people who want to read it. But, you know, you also do have a responsibility to represent it properly. Now, the, that kind of brings it back to. You know, the Well, issue. it's an
0: implied uh, responsibility, you know, if yeah, you want to yes. make money off of it. Yeah, you yeah. have to actually yeah. describe it and advertise it. Right. Yes. It's implied
2: responsibility.
1: Yes, exactly. Yes. Yeah, there's, so no, there's no consequence or anything outside of failure, no. you know, um, realistically. But, I mean, that's when you get into that whole, you know, sub, 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 sub-genre thing. Um, well, with,
0: with <coughs> you, it's it's one thing, because you all of your books are kind of that, that straddle of genre, where... Yeah where Rob uh, flipped over to another genre, you know, that that poses a danger of alienating readers, of of disappointing fans yeah. who like, you know, his work in one genre but not in another. You know, th- there's that kind of thing. And that's the danger exactly. I've got with mine because I've got diehard science fiction, and now I'm jumping over into mages and medieval and fantasy. So we're talking about... about you know, possibly alienating some of those readers who like that one type of book that I write. And that's, that's the problem. You're going to get some people who do, who don't like it. Like, I don't want you to write that. Don't write that crap.
1: Yeah, absolutely. But I mean, I think the thing is, is that, you know, I mean, kind of go back to what Rob was saying is, you know, as long as you are representing the individual product, In an accurate way, you know, as long as your covers are indicative of what is inside, as long as your blurb is indicative of what is on the inside, and as long as you have done everything within your power to make sure that that work is shelved properly. So if, if all of the flags are up, then at that point in time, uh, the, the burden is no longer on you. The burden burden lies with with the consumer at that point. Well, wait, no. So hold yeah. on a second. Time
2: out right there. The blurb part is what I'm particularly interested in. Mm-hmm. When I when when I write a blurb about one of my sci fi books, it's pretty straightforward. I just tell you. Uh, I don't have to worry about where we're going because, like it is for Ray, up until he started running off into into howler monkeys and mages and all this weird shit that he's going off to do now, that's him. You're a little dog too. You're a little dog. But I'm saying so. When I do those blurbs, it's straightforward. It's easy to understand. When I, when I was doing the blurb for Seventh Life, I thought I will just – I'll tell you what the story is about. It didn't occur to me that I had to incorporate two or three pieces parts into this to let the reader know that it was running around in, in, in the middle of that Venn diagram, that I'm, I'm goofing in a couple of different places. Ray is going to have to do that. Because he, it, the responsibility you're talking about, the risk he was talking about, both of them are real. So did I do a poor job of writing the blurb? That's, and it's a rhetorical question, it's too late now, but do I have to be uh, more deliberate, more thoughtful? It doesn't mean that I'm not thinking about it. It means that there are elements to crossing over genre that may not have made a difference until Amazon came along.
0: Well, I
1: mean... also
2: the same... Well, go ahead.
1: I I think that, like, from, from the blurb perspective, I mean, because I was very, very conscious of the fact that that could potentially be an issue, what you're talking about that may have been an issue for you. As I was going in, I was like, if I do this... I don't want to use the word wrong. If I if I do it improperly, if I don't if I don't represent what is in there, because what is in there is so vague in terms of genre definition, then I'm going to run into that problem. And so, but the you decision, were conscious
2: of it, though. Yeah, or yeah, no, I abs-
1: absolutely was. I yes, think I, that's I, the I,
2: lesson I learned: is that I wasn't. I, I I thought it ought to be obvious that I'm not in science fiction here, reader. Hang on, let's go down sure. this other yeah, path, but- right? But part of the problem is we build our brands within our book set. So when we put out two
0: or three books in a genre, we are building our brand. So when somebody comes across Rob Davies and sees a book name, they automatically go, oh, sci-fi. Then they flip and read the back and go, well, how does this this square peg fit into my round hole?
1: Well, but I mean, like that should be totally okay. I mean, you look at Rob's book and you see the cover, and you, you you should instantly know, even without reading the blurb, that this is not sci-fi. That this yeah, is paranormal. it's like it's Stephen
0: strange. King doing romance. It just yeah. you know automatically you're going to think horror. How does this book fit into that Stephen King horror? The brand right. you build is with whatever genre you usually do. By going outside of that, by straddling other genres, you start to alien you possibly start to alienate some of those readers at first. The benefit to this is if you keep doing it, that's going to open your brand up. Yeah, because now, that's the key. They start, you know, but people are slow. People are are very curmudgeonly about stuff like that. They will stick yeah. with who you are, your brand, and it takes a bit to break out of that. Look at uh, look at uh, Harry Potter, J.K. Rowling. You know, she yeah. wanted to write something else. She had to go the pseudonym because everybody just thinks Harry Potter. Right. This is the pro- the, the the danger with branding. Well, Lacia, have you thought about this
1: about yeah. going
2: outside your genre?
1: Well, it's, see, the thing is, is that yeah, because when I when I you know I mean when I started writing, it wasn't about publishing, and and when I published, it wasn't about selling. It was only later um, that that the 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 recreation, the exercise, became something that seemed more vocational. Mm-hmm. And um, but at that point, you know, when I did publish and then pretty much immediately decide that it was more vocational. I, I recognized that I was going to want to write things outside of this little thing that I write that, that, that is within that, that complex Venn diagram. So I was accepting immediately at the beginning, at the outset, which gives me a major advantage over you guys who want to write different things after you've already been established. And so You know, aside from writing the blurbs and making sure that my blurbs are indicative of the fact that it straddles genres and doesn't really have a whole lot to do with the story so much as the aspects that are being told. Honestly, my blurbs are very vague in terms of what's going on in there, but you get a taste of the fact that there's different things going on. But from the beginning, my marketing for myself was that I was rule-breaking. That I was running around willy-nilly doing whatever the fuck I wanted to do, writing whatever the fuck I wanted to write, that I was, you know, some of this, some of this, some of this, even though I hadn't yet. Was it still-, still
2: in the therapeutic stage for you, though, during that during that per period when you're starting to figure out how to do your blurb? Yeah, like I said, for Ray and I, it's easy as hell. We're we're gonna we can we can come at you very straight, give you the teaser that you need, because you know where we're coming from. We're out in space somewhere. But when you were first doing this, there's a crossover point for you when it was it was more than therapy. Now it's switching into a vocation. And during the where in that right. process, did you make the you know what I mean, Ray? It's like for us, we sit up on this little mountain and we look down because it's easy as shit for us to come up with this stuff. We know they know what we're well, going to yeah. tell them. Right. So
1: I don't know if I would put you guys uh, like I mean, what you got. None of what we do is easy. Right. And honestly, you know, as a sidebar, when I say we, that feels really fucking weird. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sure.
0: I know. I know.
2: Cause, cause she's including herself in the author thing and she's freaking out by it. That's why. <laughs> yeah,
1: right. There you go. You're, you're
2: in there now. Yeah, you're in there now. You, 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 there's no escape for you. You've already crossed, crossed you just over. Right? put
0: out a new book. I mean, that kind of puts you in the club again. no, No, it's, it's,
1: it's, it's like, you know, the labor is still going on there. Like it's, it's not like for sale or anything yet, but it's, it's, it's being printed for proof. But anyway, um, like, I think that if, if you had taken my given scenario where it was just like fun and games and then became something that was more serious later on and you had done it in a way that is not how I do things, I think that that could have been like a serious problem, but I concern myself, everything that I do, I concern myself with doing properly for the industry. And so I kind of advantage myself there because I was yeah, like, I don't. If, I'm gonna, if I'm going to break this rule, if I am going to do this in a way that is counter to what the industry expects, then what is the best way to do that to create the best amount of success possible? Um, and and so, I mean, you know, I I wouldn't say I have the formula figured out, and it's probably, I'm sure that there is a reason that authors stick to, not a reason, I mean, I know the reason, you guys just stated it, you know, I mean, the reason that an author sticks to a given genre is because of their readership and the readership's expectations. But <clears throat> if you're going to be the kind of author who writes all sorts of things without the aid of a pseudonym to sort of segregate everything into its own little, you know, neat piles I mean I I put a lot of thought into how to do it you know I mean I put myself out there my brand out there as as you know something that was going to break rules you know I mean like that's my brand right there um is is that I don't follow convention and then so when I put a book out and I almost explicitly in the blurb say you know part para part crime part romance part thriller people go okay. You know, and you've
2: prefaced it. You've given them enough of a face. And so, so so Ray, when you go off into, you're edging into fantasy land soon, in now. When, when you're thinking about it, did you think about it with that level of deliberation that I, I've got, I'm going outside of, of my reader's expectation zone, let alone my comfort zone as an author. So when you're, when you're incorporating wraiths and, winged demons and all kinds of shit birds that are going to do strange shit that the sci-fi world wouldn't, you know, they're going to go, wow, he's going in a different direction here. Is that a, a shift that's permanent in your mind or are you just expanding? Well, you, you know, this is one of those things where it's still my
0: voice. It's still how I write. Um But yeah, there's, people who read the Shadow War Chronicles are going to look at this book and kind of, it's not that. I mean, it's very much not that. So right. there could be a little bit of backlash. I mean, it could probably lose some of the people who usually read my books. I might get a couple of upset emails, but it also might gain some. I mean, I had a choice to make at this point, because now we're three books into the Chronicles, where I've basically solidified myself in that in that very mainstream science fiction, but at this point, I'm like, this is only what I want to do. So I have a choice. Keep the safe and narrow, keep writing the sci-fi, mm-hmm. keep building that group, or, you know, go outside the reservation and let them know there are going to be other things. So
2: that was an I, actual yeah. deliberation when I did this. There was a reason okay. I wrote you were, it this time. But you, were, but you were cognizant the same as Glacia was that, that I mean, you thought about it. I, I feel like a dumbass because I expected that it would be... It, when and Glacia said, you can look at the cover and you know it's not a sci-fi book. There's... This is something right, that's, you that's know, different people, to People just, they, they get it in their minds. They know if they read your yeah. book, they
0: know your name, they know what you do. And it's like, all of a sudden they're looking at this going, how
2: does this fit into my little world? Should we feel a responsibility to, I'm not going to change the way I write these books. I'm not going to change what genre, if I feel like writing them, I'm, I'm going to. I'd like to do a historical novel, for example. And I don't want to feel cool. uh, uncomfortable about going in that direction. But by the same token, a, a reader who's who's listening to this might reasonably say, uh, truth in advertising, dickhead, we, you should at least make some kind of an effort to let me know this is not one of your normal sci-fi books. Is that a reasonable thing for them to say? Or should I fold my arms and say, up your ass, I do what I want?
1: I think that's what actually... I think that that is actually reasonable to, okay. to expect. I mean, like, uh, my, well, my... Well,
2: what's the level of
0: reasonable changing the categories, actually putting in big bold words, this is not my normal sci-fi or, I mean, but what level um, do we consider reasonable?
1: I mean, to me, I think my level of reasonable is definitely, I mean, like the way, the way I write my, my blurbs is, is sort of, the uh, you know, I will have you know, basically, what amounts to a paragraph that you know sort of states what's going on in there. Um, it gives you know it alludes to you know the the feel of it and some of the some of the structure and some of the um, uh, things that must be overcome. There's a word for that that my brain is doing the uh, presque vous thing about. But then after that, um, I have this second paragraph that will either address the author <laughs> you know or the
0: author yeah the
1: author yeah. you know or the genre you know somewhat specifically you know i mean like one of my blurbs i can't remember which one actually calls the book rule breaking and so when you establish that sort of this level of unexpectedness, you know, like you are not really going to hundred percent be able to tell what this book is. Then people are very open-minded. Right. You have well, given well. them a, you know, a door to walk through. And, and it's the exact same thing as saying this is a romance and them walking through and getting a romance. The door I am giving them to walk through is you're not really going to know it's a lot of things, and as long as you are open to it being a lot of things, or in your case, being open to something that is not what I normally write, um, then I think that that satisfies for me the the level of responsibility that I feel like I have to 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 readers.
2: Well, my publisher stuck okay. this little line in that I thought would. I thought it was very clever. It said it it, uh, it was a genre bending story, which ought to tell. Oh, that's clever! I like that. It is. I thought that was cool as shit when they sent genre me that. Genre bending to review. story. That's yeah, it, it's a, this is a genre bench a genre bending adventure, and it it was a smart thing to do. I wish I would have thought of it, but I didn't. But my publisher did, and I thought, okay, I'm I think maybe Glacier, That is where I thought I was safe because it, you know what i mean it, it to to me it thought okay everybody caveat this is going to go in a couple of different directions at the same time so uh, if if you're not if this isn't sci-fi this is not sci-fi and if that's what you're looking for go somewhere else for a while come back to when i got my when i release my next book so for ray though his his shift is is i think a little milder it's not so weird for for me to see In my mind's eye, Ray, going into a fantasy shift from science fiction, as it may have been for people to say, holy shit, how did you get from on the other side of the galaxy in the future to present-day romance paranormal? That's a gigantic leap. So yours is definitely much more of a deeper shift. Is that, I mean, so Ray, is that in your mind, did that get me maybe closer to Oblivion because it was such a fundamental 180 out from what I was doing before?
0: Well, I think I think your standard fan base probably that may be the case. And I think but at the same time I also think that it opened up other fans. So it's very possible that by doing that you're opening up yourself to be able to write that kind of book again. Whereas I'm playing in much safer waters, you went way off the reservation. I mean you crossed the river and so I did. That,
2: I was good pleased I mean sitting up there, you know, oh yeah. Right. So okay, so is maybe, much
0: safer. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Glacia, do you see when you think of of your progression as an author, <laughs> well, think about it because you're you know you're not you're not on the other end of this anymore. You're way in now, and it's too late for you. So, but at some point, something creatively is going to jerk you away from para romance, para thriller. It will. The same thing happens to Ray. Same thing happens to me. We have a tangent. It's an interesting idea. We have the ability to write it, or to write to it, to speak to it in that voice. We take this plunge and go expand a little bit. Have you have you thought of that, or have you yeah. avoided it, or have you? Is it? Where are you at with that?
1: Uh, I my next project once I get out of this series is is going to be a like an old fashioned Agatha Christie style mystery. Um, past that I, I have one that is very literary, but I don't want to write it until I feel like I can do it justice. Um, so no, I I love
0: those books. Yeah. I have a couple uh, of time out for that. Yeah. You just can't quite nail it yet. I know. Yeah, Yeah,
1: no. And I think I can, you know, eventually I think the things are coming together, you know? Um, but but I, I, I want to get to a point where when I write a book, I'm still happy with the last one. And You're then yeah. I think I'll know that, that I'm ready for that one. But, I mean, to answer your question directly, I mean, I'm, I'm not, like, no. i'm not averse I, I'm, to it I'm, at all. No, I'm, I'm just going to keep going. You know, I mean, yeah. like, the way I see it, and I know that this is, you know, this is just me being impetuous and, and probably very naive, you know. Um, but I, I still am in that phase I guess you know where writing feels very much like art and so I'm I'm okay with that and I mean I think that that's what it ultimately boils down to is that we know whether or not you are willing to take those risks and as as Ray has sort of you know Sort of touched on it's it's a it's a matter of whether you how are you going to view this you know are you going to view this as as you know when you step outside of what is expected are you going to concern yourself with the fact that you may be ostracizing readers or are you going to concern yourself with the fact that you may be bringing in new readers and then. It becomes a matter of of marketing. It becomes a matter of, as as you did, uh, Rob. It becomes it becomes a matter of making sure that there is ultimately a disclaimer in your blurb for the sake of existing readers, as well as making sure that you are you know putting you know to get back to the whole shelving thing to the, make sure that you are putting right. uh, that book where it belongs. Now. Hold on one second. Let's pause for, for just a second because I just pulled up your book. All right. So do you know where you are shelved on Amazon? Me? Yeah.
2: No. Where would have you have any of where, that shit.
1: this this gets to the to the to one of the problems, right? Because I'm not even shelved. Like the same book, Kindle version paperback version they're shelved in different places okay so this is is one of the things that for me i haven't looked at yours yet but i'm gonna bet that almost everything i've ever seen they're shelved in different places so where you are shelved in amazon is fantasy romance
2: so that's uh, okay so that's all right though right isn't i mean it shouldn't be paranormal but is is fantasy work though? I mean I
1: don't I don't know the intricacies of your book. I mean to me well, that's fantasy true. is more that? Yeah, I mean like I would class that more as like, you know, I mean like Raise me,
0: mages and raise dragons. Yeah, yeah and then, and, I think but, yeah. but all, all all mine are science fiction fantasy. I mean that's where all my categories are at.
1: Yeah, yours, all yours, yours are, are... I feel like I've, I've looked fantasy. at yours and yours are very, very clear. Uh right now yeah, science um, fiction
0: fantasy.
1: Now here you go, Rob. I go over I go over to your paperback That's
0: because you guys write that weird stuff. But wait <laughs> hold on. Just... You guys write that weird shit.
1: We do. okay. but listen to this. okay, Rob, your paperback, <coughs> the, the, you're shelved in, you know, because Amazon does these different shelvings and you're shelved in different places, the the top one that they have you shelved in is occult fiction. And what? This is where we get back to the micro genres. Oh, that's the awesome. other one, cult. No kidding, uh, cult. Right. Occult. So the other Thanks one that you are shelved in is dark fantasy. Oh, okay. My
2: God. Now All right. well, what, yeah. you get
1: into this thing, right, where there is probably an argument that can be made that I, I don't know. I haven't read your book, but I'm assuming that there's probably an argument that can be made that makes you do the whole side nod thing, and you're like, well, yeah. I mean, I guess that's the sort of true, but because w- with Amazon, which is like, I mean, let, let's, let's face it. I'm assuming <laughs> it seems like a fair assumption that they're like the biggest dealer of books anywhere. I mean, like most people get their books from fucking Amazon. Yeah. And so, oh well, yeah, I
0: mean, honestly,
1: right. You <laughs> You are dealing with, with this, you know, mega corporation who is shelving your books essentially for you. And so Yeah, exactly.
2: I have no say in that. Right. I, it, the occult thing is, is I suppose, I think some people mistake this because it's it's mystical Celtic Druidic shit that it somehow lends itself to witches. Witches, yeah. Which it does not. It's not in fact, in, there's a passage in the book where my character ridicules the idea of witches. It's not a cult in any way, shape, or form. How in the world did they make that leap? But... Do they have well, algorithms that do that? Well, for them? yeah,
1: that's okay. that's it really. What what they're doing is they're they're looking at your blurb, your cover, and the keywords that are in your text, and that's why the Kindle versions are often so much more accurate than the paperback oh. versions because that goes through a program essentially, and they pick out keywords and and make assumptions about what you know you're doing. Now,
2: well, why doesn't I, that translate back to the paper then? Why why don't they start with yeah, the Kindle? No.
1: One would think, right? But One would think. Don't. but it indeed does not. My okay. stuff is is shelved like completely improperly when you get to things like like paperback. my my now Mike this is this is where I'm at a bit of an advantage here because advantage, I use giant air quotes when I say advantage to this that I'm published with Amazon. So I actually have the ability to go in and say, Uh, this this is what this thing is. But then they shelve it in the micro genre that they think is appropriate. So because we're all sort of dealing with Amazon's interpretation of how literature should be marketed and sold, we're at their mercy in terms of being put into that micro genre. The best thing that we can hope for is being able to pick our sub genre. Is it? Do they
2: do the same thing with Ray's stuff?
1: I don't know what his are are listed. Mine's
0: as. pretty firmly steep Mine's pretty firmly seated. Honestly,
1: is it? It's I'm it's
0: sci-fi. Terrible. I think I think they play around with the sub the, the subcategories a little, but honestly, for a while it was military sci-fi, but that wasn't quite right, so I think we had it changed. Um, but yeah, originally it was. Uh, it's always been very much sci-fi
2: fantasy. Now, Taxi. is that going to change, though, for you in this? Because your next stuff that's, I don't know, you're in a, a WIP. It, it's going to
0: be epic fantasy. I mean, it will, yeah, be, exactly. it will be contemporary you're going, epic fantasy. So, you're yeah.
2: taking You're taking a jump in a different direction. But it's going to be, so do you sub this or do, is it just pretty epic fantasy? Call it what it is. Is that how you intended to it? To me. learn I
0: mean, it? it's yeah. From a, from a gender-straddling standpoint, I'm just going next door. You went across town.
2: I'm just I going next door. I got on a goddamn you know? bus and went way across town. It, it was
0: ridiculous. It, it translates. Now, the nice thing about this book is there is a kernel of science fiction in it, so that kind of makes it okay. You know, this is my this is my justification. Right. You know, it's got I, a good little kernel in here, so it's okay. Yeah. Yeah, and this is and that's the thing. But I mean, in that it's kind of like peanut butter chocolate. I mean, you know, science, science fiction and fantasy always go hand in hand. So I don't necessarily see this problem yeah. jumping. Now, if I decide to do something historical, or if I decide to do a murder mystery, yeah, at that point, you know, it's probably going to be it's probably going to alienate some people. But I think the biggest problem, or the biggest tell you get a lot of authors the reason they don't jump, is if you listen to how they talk. You ask somebody, well. Are you doing another book in the series? And if you listen to it, they say things like, well, if it's still marketable or if it still sells. I mean, they're not worried about what they're writing, they're worried about what people are buying more. You know, if somebody's buying more of this book, they're going to write more of that book. You know, well, I mean, that's how big they guy they're writing.
1: That's that's a whole other topic right yeah. there. Yeah,
0: I'm telling probably, you though. Yeah, it's like they, that's how they guide their writing though. We, but they guide we, we need generally. to go down that path in right. one yeah, of our future broadcasts. Oh that's a that's a big path because yeah, yeah that's <laughs> a focus pick right there. For sure,
1: yeah. Like are we are you a are you a pop author or are yeah, you, you know, are you right a literary right author?
2: Yeah, exactly. That's right. wow, we really need to do that one. That's that's worthy of exploration all but, by itself. But it, I
0: mean so. that was in that was what, what I knew realistically was I was probably going to have some of the people who read my current novel set not read the new one because it is something else. But not once did I go, Oh, I'm not going to write it because it's not going to make money. I could honestly, I I wanted to write it. So that wasn't even a, the monetary wasn't a consideration. It was just, okay, are people going to be pissed? I
2: whatever. cannot that imagine was, I, I, such I, a thing. I cannot imagine. Yeah, I don't think I kinda, would, you, that was, that you was, know. To me, that 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 really sticks in my craw. I can't see that. I understand the expedience of following a path that is commercially successful. I understand it's not like um, pulp swashbuckler novel writers. I'm not talking about that, but I'm saying it's not a it's not a bad idea for us to stay primarily within our respective genre. That. That makes well, sense. Yeah, because but, it's, a, it's. But a, if
0: it were if it were a, a money decision, I would have just put I would have put, put, put Renegades out. I wouldn't have even bothered with the with the the, the Epic Fantasy.
2: But exactly. Know, exactly. And that's that a sh- and that'd be a that would be a goddamn shame. There there ought to be a, a consideration. Okay, but no, not a barrier that says uh, you know I, I really shouldn't do this because this this could be. Uh, a financial disaster could be a ratings or a review disaster because uh, right. if you're playing it safe to that degree to where you're you're denying others what you <laughs> know you could write quite well that you're at least you suspect as much when when right. you go to a different spot you're shifting into fantasy the the Agatha Christie stuff that Glacie is going toward I, I, you can't tell me that that's a bad idea before you try, I've gone, uh, you're right, I did go on the other side of town, but I think that it makes it easier for me to go think about a historical novel in the future and not feel so weird about it because I've, I have already done. We should write, you know, right. I think we should write at that moment.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, don't write because, well, that's going to be a safe one. I mean, that's safe. That's going to sell the shit. Renegades would be up. That was the case. Exactly. You know, yeah, the the fantasy's kind of kicking my butt a little bit, but I'm having fun with it. That's, you know, it's huge. It's monstrous. It's all so many moving parts, and I bitch about it all the time, but man, it's fun. And it has to be
2: it would ha- you be worthless if you cheapskated it. If if you're exactly. if you if you're having fun being beaten to shit by your WIP, you're doing something right. I would Play think it, so. You know, you know what I mean?
1: Oh my god. Right. Yeah, I get beat to shit all the time. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to put together the plot for my fourth one, and I just sit down and I, I like, I kind of feel like crying a little bit because I kind of to go with I think what Ray's uh, getting getting at here that you know when you start writing stuff that ends up being deep and you know. Detailed and intricate and whole and and full and round, there yeah. is a, there is an increased level of, of difficulty there. But I mean, absolutely, like oh,
2: yeah. <laughs> but he's miles deep into a hundred and fifty thousand word. You know, this is going to be 250,000 250,
0: 250, 250, words. Still this writing. is the kind of book yeah. that some kid.
2: Thirty years from now is going to be four. Somebody's going to say, "Oh, you need to read this book," and it's going to be Jesus. I got through. I got through Tolstoy, and it was shit. And then I had to read Bailey, and God damn it! <laughs> Some kid in a, in a middle school is going to have to read a Bailey and go, "God damn, I hate that guy. I hope he's dead." So. <laughs>
0: Four fucking chapters on how the trees have lost their leaves. You know, I mean, oh my god, yeah. Oh, okay. No murdering me at that point. Oh yeah. Well, Even had, told to look at it and go, dude,
2: that's too long. Yeah, what are you doing? What are you doing? You can you condense some of this. Yeah, me.
0: Speed it up a little
2: bit. Come on. Well, no, I, I'm glad we had this this topic. Um, it, it, it when I first. Got toward the end of writing Seventh Life, it really, I really started to second guess myself. I was so far into it, I couldn't not. And I had a lot of fun writing it, but I, it, I, it changed, and I did. I started worrying about it. They think, ah, this is not my genre. I shouldn't do this. I shouldn't do this. And oh, after oh I published yeah, I, it, and I, I thought, you know, yeah. ooh, this is this was a bad idea. Ray remembers when I was sniveling about this weeks ago
0: ago. (laughs) i started doing the same thing when i was like maybe this, maybe i'm in too deep maybe i'm over my head yeah exact
2: same yeah but you know but our skin is wet at that point you have no choice you're gonna have to swim this. and but now but i what i I feel better i feel better as an author when i when i hear these perspectives from you and glacia i Jr. writes in a million different genre. Anyway, she would Fun. she would just kind of be sitting back, going, "Yeah, oh, oh welcome to my world." But it, if it doesn't do anything else, it gives me a little bit more courage because I want to write a turn of the century story. So a gaslight era, eighteen nineties to turn of the century, really bad. I, I'm, I'm a history freak, well, and I want don't. to. Do that. And I shouldn't. Yeah. I, shouldn't I mean, be paranoid terrible.
0: about. Well, w- when I got done. V- vengeance you know it was a good write. it was a lot of fun i had it was it was challenging but at the same time it's like hanging out with some old friends you know you just know the book it's third book in the series you're like yeah i got this i know this you know i just at that point kind of wanted to i was like you know what i want to go somewhere different i want to just see a new town i want to you know and this is where that came from it's once things get to the point where it's just a a comfortable old friends that's always nice but you kind of want to you know, yeah. maybe beat yourself up a little bit. You know how good okay? You know, everybody's like, this, I love this book. I love this series. This is great. All right, well, all right. Now, now we'll put the rubber to the road. How good am I? Let me go out and try this. Let me this, exactly this has been hitting my mind. For- then you, then you get into it and you go, oh shit! You yeah. Know? Yeah. <laughs> right? That's the problem. Right? You go, well, maybe this wasn't a good idea. Uh, While well, you got your, bat, you know, your, your parents to jump out of the plane already.
2: I should be you know, left down
0: land. side land. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know I'm never you're, gonna make. <laughs> you're out of the plane halfway down to land you got your hand on that paracord you're like maybe this wasn't a good idea
2: <laughs>
0: that's go, dude suck it up you're done
2: <laughs>
0: okay good one i like this was a good one thank you for joining us at author and chain until next time Keep up to date with the latest news, opinions, tutorials, and more. Simply visit www.authorsandchains.com. Sign up for our mailing list to be one of the first to see any new information we post. Also, check out our Facebook page by searching "Authors and Chains" from the Facebook search bar. Last, but definitely not least, don't forget to check Twitter under hashtag #AuthorsAndChains. If you have a topic you want to see discussed, or are interested in being on the show, or recommending someone who you think we should get on the show, contact us directly, either by going to the contact page on the website, or simply email shout at authorsandchains.com. We'll see you next week.